TFA fam, welcome back in. Today we're going to be discussing the week seven wide receiver rankings. And if you already watched our running back rankings video, you already know how we feel about this week. But the wide receivers are here to save us. They're here to lift us up, lift our spirits up because we got the good wide receivers. Yes, we are missing some because we have six bye weeks. But the rest of the wide receivers, we have a strong wide receiver core this week. So goodness is coming. And it's not all negative, okay? Get the negative out of here. Negative, bad, negative, bad. Bring in the good. Anyways, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to start with our top 12 wide receiver rankings. But before we do, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for future content, okay? Uh, really helps us grow. Really appreciate everybody checking out the videos. Or if you want to jump into our Discord, into our fantasy football community, link in the description below. But let's just go ahead and jump into it. Strap it down. Lock it in. Let's roll. Top 12 wide receivers this week. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, A.J. Brown. Love to see him back. Love to see him return. Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Antonio Brown. Absolutely love it. And Marquise Hollywood Brown. Boys, where are we starting at this week? I just want to talk about A.J. Brown real quick. It was good to see him back. You know, I'm, I'm glad he made it through the, the episode with Chipotle. If you guys are South Park fans, hopefully he had some Chipotle way to help deal with those blood stains in his underwear. But I digress. Just a, a nugget to keep in mind going forward with him. Going into week six and the games that A.J. Brown played, he had been playing 80% of his snaps on the outside, but in the Monday night game, he kicked into the slot for 45% of his snaps. It was almost an even split. I think it was 23 snaps on the outside and 19 in the slot. So good to see them using A.J. Brown in the slot as well. So again, if anything comes up where there's a, a Trey White type of situation in the future, they will kick him to the inside to get him more favorable matchups. Kev, you talked about uh, in the running backs video, Miles Sanders being one of your biggest buy lows going forward. I'm going to say that's A.J. Brown here for the wide receivers because best finish wide receiver 20, Julio Jones just seemingly having an injury week after week. Hamstring now, is he going to miss multiple weeks? We'll find out. But I think A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill eventually figure this out. They start throwing more passing touchdowns. Derrick Henry's touchdowns slow down just a little bit, and we start seeing him go off and become this wide receiver one that, that we expected. So please go out and try and buy low on A.J. Brown before it is too late. So I love that call from Cody. The guy I'm going to talk about is Calvin Ridley, another probably great buy low candidate because we haven't seen him put it together, right? He misses the trip to London in week five, by week in week six. And, and this guy has just been targeted uh, a galore, right? He's only had one touchdown, but he has 43 targets through the four weeks that he's played, at least seven catches in his past three games. He gets the banged up Miami secondary that we've hit video after video after video. We are just attacking this Miami secondary, which probably means they play fantastic. But uh, if they do go as we expect, um, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be that main beneficiary uh, and I really do think that he starts to become that wide receiver one that we saw once we um, noted that that Julio was leaving town. Calvin really ascends to that wide receiver one status that he really was when Julio was there. But um, I, I do really like Calvin really. I think he regains that status. And I have him, I, I believe, at wide receiver four this week. So I'm very, very excited about what he can do in a good matchup. Calvin Ridley, top five wide receiver. Lock it in. Love that. Yeah, I love the A.J. Brown call as well. Uh, you know, the Chiefs uh, defense has not been uh, particularly um, one to stop. But I will say uh, one of the issues, the biggest issues they had uh, in terms of, of 
allowing explosive plays because that that was their has been their Achilles heel uh, was Dirty Dan Sorensen, um, who just is like a turnstile back there. But they uh, actually moved him out last week. They they inserted Juan Thornhill, which was their third round pick. Um, I think three years ago he tore his ACL. Uh, towards the end of this, uh, his his rookie season, and last year he never really uh, took him a while to kind of get back the ball. But they installed him in, uh, back there at safety, and he did an excellent job last week of, of eliminating any really big threat. Uh, threat. They only had the one play to Ricky Seals Jones, and that was about it. And so uh, we'll see if this defense can make it uh, make it uh, work and continue. But uh, regardless of that, AJ Brown is too damn good, and I love this matchup for him against Kansas City. They're going to throw the ball more than what they typically do. So I do like AJ Brown. I want to hit on Jamar Chase. Listen, Jamar Chase has been fan-fucking-tastic uh, through first six weeks of the season, right? Which is great because, you know, I mean, uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of people uh, not real sure about Jamar Chase in the preseason, right? There was all the drops, you know, Butterfingers and everything else. And uh, that's mentioned. Hey, I was I was I said there was some concern. There was some concern, but I never said, oh, the guy's gonna be terrible. He's a bust. That's not what happened. I know Robbie likes to paint a picture like I was. Like uh, you didn't even have him as a wide receiver too. Let's just confirm that you didn't even have him as a wide receiver too. You dropped him outside. I did, but I but that's smart. That's process because you you could only you have to be fluid. Okay, you have dropping passes in the preseason. Take in what what what, all you have. Okay, you can't just uh you know you know just 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 be all willy nilly about it. Okay, and get all wild. You know you know you have to (laughs) you have to keep it going. Okay. So, with that, Jamar Chase, we're all back in. We're all back in, okay, with Jamar Chase. And I'm here to tell you why. He is second in market share of air yards. Love to see that. He is seventh in fantasy points per game. Love to see that. He is sixth in yards per route run. Love to see that. 18th in yards after the catch. And he's doing so on a 24% target share. He is fourth in receiving yards, fourth in touchdowns. Absolutely love Jamar Chase. I don't care who they're playing. I, it's, it's the Ravens. The Ravens secondary is definitely beatable. I love Jamar Chase. And with that rapport with Joe Burrow. So Jamar Chase, to me, has kind of developed into a, a kind of a weekly top 12 uh, wide receiver now. So wide receiver two, we have Mike Evans, Corlin Sutton, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman Jr., Cordero Patterson, Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, and Allen Robinson. Where do you guys want to start here? So I'll start with Robert Woods, who I think has now finally entered the normal Robert Woods underrated status that he has been in the past three seasons, right? We came into the year, I think he was properly rated for, for once in his lifetime, and he hasn't quite lived up to it, right? He has not been the, the safe wide receiver, too, that we've come to know and love. He's kind of just failed at the yardage, right? The, the targets and the yardage has not been there. But he has three touchdowns in the six weeks that he's played, including two in the last three weeks. And we heard Sean McVay say he wants to get Robert Woods more involved. We saw that uh, two weeks ago where he got 14 targets, 12 catches, 150 yards. And now we get Matthew Stafford going back and facing his old team in the Detroit Lions. And you guys said it in the quarterback video. I am so excited to see him absolutely destroy the the Detroit Lions secondary. And I think that's not only goodness for Cooper Cup, but I think it's a lot of goodness for Robert Woods. He's not the best by low, but he is a fantastic by low because I don't think people are like loving Robert Woods right now. His yardage hasn't been there. The targets aren't there, but I want a wide receiver too on a fantastic offense and he is scoring touchdowns, which is actually something he's not 
normally doing, right? You know, Robert Woods is the guy that's only had, I think he had uh, six or seven touchdowns one year. And other than that, he's been a low touchdown guy. So with Matthew Stafford, he's scoring, he's finding the end zone, and he always has that weekly upside. I really do like him this week. That's the guy that I want to bring to the table as a very, very safe wide receiver too. I want to hit on Devontae Smith really quick. He might be one of the more unlucky wide receivers that we've seen so far in the league, not named uh, Jacoby Myers. I mean, he's had three touchdowns called back that I can remember just off the top of my head due to penalty. And so, I mean, his numbers should be much better than what they are right now. Uh, he's 44th in fantasy points per game with 11.3. But like I said, he only has one touchdown. But I think we'd be talking about something totally different if those touchdowns had not been called back. He's still been solid. He's seventh in air yard share with uh, – 42.5%, 15th in total air yards. He's getting uh, receiving 22% of the targets in this offense. So, you know, I think there's a lot to like with Devontae Smith. And, you know, I think he's just been rather unlucky uh, so far to start the season. So we have him kind of as that mid-level wide receiver two this week. And, you know, in a matchup against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, I think he this is a matchup he can exploit. So um, I like him as well. And then I think Michael Pittman, you know, I know there might be a little concern because last week with T.Y. Hilton back, you know, he only had 5.8 fantasy points, which is his worst week since uh, week one. But they just didn't really have to do a whole lot in that game. They they handled that game completely. Uh, he ran the fewest routes he's ran all year, but that's because they didn't really need to throw the ball. I, I believe Carson Wentz, what, only had like 20 passes, 22 pass attempts or something like that. And that game was a very low number. And so he didn't really have to do a whole lot, but he still had three targets, uh, two receptions for 35 yards last week. But, you know, on the season, he has been the alpha in this offense. He's 24th in market share of air yards, 13 fantasy points per game. But he's also, you know, top 26 in yards after the catch. And he's also top 30 in yards per outrun as well. So I like Michael Pippen a lot in this matchup against San Francisco. You know, if we like Carson Wentz, I think uh, this is going to be a guy. We'll have to see on T.Y. Hilton if he plays this week. We had a quad injury. And then we also had Paris Campbell kind of open things up. Uh, for Michael Pittman even more. So love playing him uh, this week as well. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. As well, at 25, we have Sterling Shepard. 26, we have Jacoby Myers, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, Tim Patrick, Odell Beckham, Darnell Mooney, McCole Hardman, Tyler Boyd, Rondale Moore, Marquez Callaway, and Corey Davis. Wrap around our wide receiver threes. Cody, start us off. Let's talk about Sterling Shepard. You know, cheating a little bit, I have him as uh, as a wide receiver too. Actually, Robbie and I both do a 24. Kev, you're right outside at 26. But in the three full games that Shepard has played this year, he is averaging 11 targets, 8.7 catches, and 94 yards. He only has the one touchdown on the season. But now you're looking at it, you know, we've mentioned this a couple of times with all the injuries that the Giants have. Kadarius Toney is going to miss this week. Slayton is still banged up. Galladay is banged up. There's no reason to think that Shepard won't be in this ballpark once again, going up against this Carolina defense, who is starting to show some chinks in the armor. I still think overall that they they are a good defense, but if Shepard is going to be seeing, you know, 9 to 12 targets, something like that, you have to fire him up, and I think you have to feel good about him as a, you know, a, a 
back end wide receiver to high end flex kind of play here in week seven. Yeah. How, how can we not talk about our guy, Tim Patrick? And, and I feel like I want a, a, a better nickname for him. Like touchdown, Tim, touchdown, Tim Patrick. This guy has 89 yards or a touchdown every single week, except for one of his weeks, week three against the Baltimore Ravens who we just saw shut down the chargers, but this guy, 13 PPR points every single week, except for that one week. He's just on fire. And we know Jerry Judy is probably not coming back this week. So you can still use him a couple more weeks. When Jerry Judy does come back, I'm going to be a little bit more hesitant to start him. But until he does, this is a guy that we have to talk about as a weekly flex because he just gets it done. Sutton has fantastic games the past two weeks. Tim Patrick slides in with a fantastic week and a touchdown or two. Right, like he is is just a guy that we need to roll out every single week. A couple other guys that we should probably hit on is Marquez Callaway, going all the way back to week one when Kev was talking about him. Uh, we've heard that Michael Thomas will not be back uh, here for week seven. He's probably going to be a couple more weeks. Marquez Callaway, I like I like Jameis Winston this week, and who's he probably going to be targeting the most in that wide receiver core? Probably Marquez Callaway down the field. Um, another guy, Miko Hardman, has been getting more involved the past couple weeks. I think that this is a decent flex option. He's wide receiver 33 for me. And then Rashad Bateman is another guy that I want to highlight. With Sammy Watkins out last week, Rashad Bateman coming off of IR, he worked himself into a decent game. Wasn't fantastic by any means, but he showed that he he can play in this league. And I, I'm excited to see how he ascends with a couple more weeks to, to get going. And he faces a Cincinnati secondary who – you know, Cincinnati played well the first couple of weeks. They they kind of overperformed the first couple of weeks. And now I think they're kind of getting to what we thought and that they're a, a defense that I'm not worried about. So um, I know we have Marquise Brown on one side of the field and we obviously have Mark Andrews, but this Ravens um, passing game has really kind of stepped up their volume from 2020 and, and Lamar Jackson is throwing a lot more. So I think that involves Rashad Bateman a little bit more. And then you guys touched on Rondell Moore. I actually have Christian Kirk a little bit higher um, we'll get to him, I'm sure, when we get to the guys outside of the top 36. But I just wanted to note that name is a guy that I have as a a top 36 play right now. Yeah, a few guys that I want to talk about is, well, one, uh, can't go show without talking about Jacoby Myers. Can we figure out a way, Bill, Josh, whatever we got to do so to get close. this man a touchdown? So close. He had one last week. He had one. We called it back. I mean, I was celebrating with him. You know, we're all – I think the fantasy community was celebrating with Jacoby Myers. Finally got his touchdown. You know, we're all doing a dance. We're, you know, some people are breaking out the, the lawnmower, you know, maybe the sprinkler, whatever. You know, depends how old you are. I don't know. By, maybe by it's some whip. people, you mean you. Do the whip or the, the nene. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. So, anyways, if you if you look at Jacoby <laughs> Myers, I mean, all the numbers are there. He's been an alpha. He's 12th in targets. He's 15th in target share with a 25% target share. Running 53% of the snaps from the slot, which is 8th most among all wide receivers. He's still somehow a wide receiver three at 12.4 fantasy points per game, despite the fact that he has zero touchdowns on the season. He's 11th in receptions, uh, 346 uh, receiving yards as well. He's also uh, top 36 in yards after the catch as well. So uh, if Jacoby Myers could start to find the end zone, that would be freaking fantastic. Darnell Mooney, you know, talked about Allen Robinson, but Darnell Mooney has a 27% target share in this offense, 11th most among all wide receivers. He's also uh, top 28 in market share of air yards. This is an offense that just hasn't thrown the ball very much, the so 31st in pass plays per game. But 
Uh, I think Darnell Mooney, you know, in this matchup again, uh, this is a matchup that I kind of want to target with Tampa Bay. And then last but not least, I want to talk about McCole Hardman. You know, I been he hasn't really hit ceiling. Uh, the best the best week he's had was uh, wide receiver 19 against Buffalo. He's been running a lot of routes, especially the last two weeks, 39 and 35 routes run over the last two weeks. And, you know, this is a matchup against against Tennessee secondary that I'm really not all that concerned with. So I like McCole Hardman. I think he can be a wide receiver three. They would use a lot of him much more underneath. They really haven't been hitting the deep targets. You know, that's kind of been the whole narrative this year that everybody's trying to take away what they do deep and take away the explosive plays. And, you know, Chief, the Chiefs finally started to adapt to that more last week against Washington. And so, you know, I think you see a lot of underneath stuff for McCole Hardman to try to get the, hand, the ball in his hands in space. You know, Josh Gordon hasn't become a thing yet. They haven't been willing to utilize him. Uh, he did not see a single target last week. So as things currently stand, McCole Hardman, um, I think, makes for a decent, uh, you know, kind of a flex option this week if you've been holding him or you're able to pick him up on waivers because he was rostered in less than 60% of leagues. So that's kind of the wide receiver threes, I think, for us. Um, do you guys have anybody else in this group or beyond that you are, uh, that you are, I think, are viable options this week? One thing I didn't mention with Miko Hardman, he gets Tennessee Titans – New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, likely without Jair Alexander. I know he is a, can officially come off IR uh, after week eight, so he might be back, but um, not going to be guarding him, obviously. Las Vegas Raiders and then Dallas. Like That is a fantastic five weeks coming up, and I get it. It might be Travis Kelsey and Tyreek taking most of that, but uh, I do like Mikko Hardman as a flex option over these next five weeks. Really excited about him. I'm on St. Brown. We talked about him last week. Fantasy-wise, production-wise, disappointed last week if you started him. I started him in a couple of places, but he did see seven targets. The Lions are still the Lions. are going to continue to be playing from behind. You know, in a week against six teams on by, can be plugged back into your flex spot, obviously, again, with this matchup. Robbie, I know you said, you know, you were going to touch on Christian Kirk, touch on Rondell Moore. We can also talk about, you know, because, again, a Kyler Murray-led offense, A.J. Green. Like, if I would have told you going into the year, like, hey, A.J. Green is going to have three wide receiver two weeks. You're like, oh, okay. Like, on the whole year, I could see that. No, no. No, no, my friends. By week six, three of his past four weeks, uh, wide receiver 21-17 in this past week 15 now, in this matchup against Houston, are they going to have to throw a ton? Who knows? But again, with all these teams on by, you could be hit pretty hard with your wide receiver options this week. So uh, I will mention T.Y. Hilton. I have him at 38 this week. I do think against San Francisco, you know, um, I, I kind of like him as well. I have four receptions for 80 yards last week. Uh, showed he still has something. He looks like he's going to be matched up against Josh Norman. So a battle of the aged vets, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, this, this matchup Sunday night football. So, and then uh, Brandon Ayuk, um, I, I apparently I'm the last that's available. Uh, the last of the Mohicans, if you will, uh, on Brandon Ayuk's train. You know, I was surprised that he was actually available in a, the number of leagues that he is. He's rostered less than 60% of leagues. People are just wash their hands of Brandon Ayuk, and I think that's a mistake because I think Brandon Ayuk can get it back on track this week coming off the bye. No George Kittle in this offense, which should open up a little bit more targets for Brandon Ayuk. No Trey Lance. And so I think that actually helps Brandon Ayuk because they're, they're you know they're not going to have this mobile quarterback to be able to get out of the pocket and run and you know pick up yards on the ground and take away targets. So I actually think that if you know Indy could build a lead here in this game that they're going to be forced to throw the ball more. And so I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be a beneficiary of that. So um, you know, he's starting to run more routes, which is a positive thing to see and uh, playing more snaps. 
you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, really since week two, he's played 86% of the snaps, 68% of the snaps, and 72% of the snaps. And so, um, you know, I think you probably see him get a little more targets here. So I like Brandon Ayuk, and I think this could be a big Brandon Ayuk bounce back week. There's nobody in that indie secondary that worries me whatsoever. That secondary is terrible. So other than that, you guys have anybody else? Yeah, the guy I mentioned a little too early, we weren't ready to jump into what you guys have as kind of a flex option. I have him as a, a back-end wide receiver three. Christian Kirk, he's only had one game under 50 total yards. He has three of his six weeks as a wide receiver, too. So that's absolutely fantastic. And now they get Houston, who can be scored against. I get it. There's a lot of options. There's Hopkins. There's Edmonds. There's Connors. There's Rondell Moore. There's A.J. Green, you know, that that Cody brought up. And, and Zach Ertz now gets added to the mix. There's a ton of options. But Christian Kirk, I think, has proven to kind of be the the if you could say most consistent after Hopkins with Rondell Moore kind of fading in and out. And I honestly think that Zacherts takes more of the AJ green type of targets away. So I think they kind of siphon each other uh, a little bit. So Christian Kirk is a guy that I'm going to have as a top 36 option against a team that they should score multiple, multiple touchdowns against. I think he is a guy that you absolutely need to have in your lineups this week. He's only had one dud game. I get he had the one catch for five yards outside of that at least 50 total yards each game. So there is a floor there, and the upside is tremendous. Well, with that being said, I think that pretty much wraps it up for week seven. Thankfully, it's over, okay? Thankfully, it's over. Let's get through this week, boys. Let's get through it. You know, we're going to get through it together. You know, you can think of it two ways. One, if you got all your bye weeks this week, we get it out of the way early. Week seven, it's out of the way. Now the rest of the season, we can focus on, you know, just locking things up, winning the chips, because that's what we're doing around here. Once again, be sure to join us uh, tonight. Uh, if, if you're listening to this on Wednesday uh, for our live stream, our three-hour live stream ex- extravaganza that is developed into every single week where we answer every single question that we get no matter what. We have sat here for multiple times for three hours on the live stream answering as many questions as we possibly get. Trade, waiver, ads, it doesn't matter. You know, start sets, that's what we're here for. So be sure to lock it in uh, if you haven't already. If you've enjoyed this content, be sure to hit that like, hit that subscribe. That's all we ask. We really appreciate it. If you're into, you know, having a a conversation, you know, showing people your fantasy team, having some questions, you can join our Discord. Link is in the description below. Until tonight, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.